the end of this end of last year, because it's now 2023, I actually had to go to the dentist a few times. And you know when you turn up to the dentist, you're never sure what you're in for. You've got no idea whether it's going to be a good time and a good report, whether it's going to be a real painful time, or whether it's going to be a very, very expensive time. So let me tell you, the first time I went, and this was about mid-December, I got this great report. And I'm like, that is awesome, it didn't cost me much money, and I was really happy. But then I went back a second time, just before Christmas, and it was the most painful experience I've ever had in my life. It was, honestly, I've never felt as much pain, so kids, it's not usually like that, okay? And then I just went back just after Christmas, and then it was the most expensive time I've ever had at the dentist. But let me tell you, going to church is not like that. The reason why coming to church is not like that is because we know what we're in for. We know what God wants to do, right? Today, on the first day of a new year, God wants to meet with you. And there's no doubt about that. He wants to reveal himself to you in a new and a fresh way. And see, as as I was preparing for this, uh, blind Bartimaeus came into my heart. And some of you will know this story. In Mark 10, verse 51, uh, Jesus came up to him and said, what do you want? This is just as Jesus is going to Jerusalem. He's one week before he dies on the cross and he sees blind Bartimaeus and his heart is moved with compassion and he asks him the question, what is it that you want? And this morning, I believe God is asking us, first of all, before we get into the word, what is it that you need? What is it that you want? Because I know that the answer is found in Jesus. Just like Jody's been saying, the answer is found in Jesus. So unless you're listening and you're driving, I want everyone to close their eyes for a moment. Because what is it that you need from God as we start a new year? What is it that you want? You know. You know what it is. Tell him. Tell him right now. He's right here. Maybe you haven't talked to him for months. He wants to hear your voice right now. What is it? What is it that you really need? Do you need love, acceptance? Do you need healing or a breakthrough? Church family, he's here. Father, I just lift up every person right now and I just lift up their situation, I lift up their circumstance, I lift up whatever's going on inside of them. God, and I just pray that you will be the answer. God, whatever they have said right now, Lord, that they will find it in you. God, that thing that they need, Lord, they come to you with it. God, and I know that you are the one who is able to do the impossible. You're able to remove the depression and the fog. You're able to bring back hope. God, and I release that right now. Father, I pray, God, for a fresh start right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, God is in this place. And if you are taking notes, the thought for this morning is a fresh start. And I want to say it doesn't matter what you've done or what has happened last year, Jesus wants to give every one of us a fresh start. Let me be honest. Yes, it is a new year. And the truth is the only thing that changes is the date. Some people say new year, new me. But the reality is, New year, same me. Same struggles, same addictions, same, same, same. But I want to declare over every one of us right now, 
I, I really do. I want to declare a fresh start. I want to declare that Jesus is about to do something exciting in your life, that it is new. Yes, the date has changed, but God wants to do something fresh in your life. And do you know what is amazing? God can do that. Can we give it up for our Jesus this morning? You know, in 2022, some people got engaged. Some people had their first or an additional baby. Some people just saw some great things happen and the year was filled with amazing things. But can I be honest? 2022 was not so good for a few. You know, many people in our church lost loved ones. They faced death and grief. They faced sickness and hurt and pain. Dreams got absolutely shattered. Relationships broke down. Financial hardship came. Family dramas were all over the place. But God wants to say, it's a fresh start. Not because of a new year, but because of who he is. So to set the tone for the message, I've just got a couple of questions that I need you to answer. And kids, you can actually answer this. So who here knows what the first gospel to be written was? No one's bold enough to say Matthew, because it wasn't. It was actually Mark. So the first gospel ever written was Mark. And then here's another trick question. So who wrote? The book of Mark. Matthew. Not Matthew, but that is a good guess. No, see, now historians and theologians actually say that Mark was actually the guy who was sitting at the computer typing it all out. But the Gospels are a first-hand account from somebody who was there. And so the Gospel of Mark was actually Peter's account of what was going on. And Mark was sitting there typing it out next to him as they were doing different things back in the, the time just after Jesus left. You know, I love Peter. I so identify with Peter. Does anyone else do? You know, he's a bit like us. He says the wrong thing. He does the wrong thing. He's a bit ADHD. He's all over the place. He wants to do the right thing, but always ends up getting told off. But kids, here's the thing with Peter. He didn't get told off by his parents. He got told off by Jesus. Imagine getting told off by Jesus. Oh, just lost my notes. They better come back. There they are. See, but here's my point. God gave Peter and Mark a fresh start, and he wants the same for you. Now, who knows who, who John Mark or Mark was? We find it in the Bible in Mark 14, verse 51 and 52. And remember, this is Mark writing about himself. And this is what it says in Mark 14. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus when they seized him and he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. See, in those days, there were no boxes. When he left his garment behind, he was actually naked, running, scared for his life. He ran away from Jesus because he was getting arrested. And then it's interesting with Mark, we read again in in Acts, Mark was the youngest guy to ever go on the first first missions trip. And do you know what happened? He went with Paul and Barnabas, and he went because his mum was a leader in the early church. He was a good church boy. And they saw the potential in this young guy, Mark. 
even though he'd messed up before by running away naked from Jesus. But then something happened. The Bible doesn't actually make it clear. Maybe he couldn't hack sleeping with 10 grown men in the same room. Maybe he got a bit sick. Maybe his phone actually ran out of credit and he needed to go home because he had no more spending money. It's actually not clear what happened. But as God was doing some crazy, crazy things on this first missions trip, do you know what he did? He abandoned them. He left them and went home. So when Barnabas and Paul, you know what they started to do? They started to plan their second missions trip. And Barnabas had been discipling Mark, young Mark. And he'd go to Paul, Paul, you know, I've been discipling Mark. I've been helping him out. He's really maturing. Can we take him again? And this is recorded in Acts 15. And Paul says, no, no way. He ruined the first one. I don't want him on the second one. Acts 15 says that both Paul and Barnabas had such a sharp disagreement that they caused these two rock stars of the early church to go their separate ways. See here, Mark ran away from Jesus. He left the first mission trip. He called this massive, massive argument between these two greats. But you know what? Jesus still chose him. Still chose Mark to write the first gospel. Why? Because he knew Jesus' heart. He knew the heart of the Father. He knew what he was like. He knew that at his lowest point, when he ran away from Jesus, he still kept running back to him. He still still kept looking for him. And I want to say, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what failure has come along. You are still a child of God. Can I say that again? It doesn't matter what has happened. You are still loved by Jesus. You are still loved by the Father. And I know that somebody here today needs to know that God is gra- God's grace is bigger than anything that is going on. God's grace is far bigger than any struggle. Anything that you're even bringing into 2023, God's grace is bigger than that. But let's not just think about Mark. What about this guy named Peter? You know, Peter was an ordinary bloke. He was a fisherman. Personally, if you read the, the Gospels, he wasn't a very good fisherman, was he? He, you know, he really wasn't. But anyway, you know, twice he actually had to get Jesus to help him out because he couldn't catch any fish. But we're going to get to that. You know, Pete, Pete's walk began with Jesus in Luke 5. Do you remember the story? He's on the lake fishing, and he's been fishing all night. And you know why he's been fishing all night? Because in the, in the Sea of Galilee, they actually go fishing for this fish called tilapia. Can, can you all say that? Okay, now what's really interesting, in Israel, they call this, they're called tilapia, they call it St. Peter's fish. But in Jesus' day, this is what they would do. They would go fishing for tilapia on the lake, but they were a deep fish way down in the bottom of the lake. So at night, they would use these flat bottom boats and they'd light lanterns all around the boat. And so what would happen is the bugs would come close to the light and then the tilapia would see the, the bugs and what they'd do, they'd swim up to the surface to eat the bugs and then they'd throw out the net and catch the fish. Okay, so he had to go fishing at night. So then, Luke 5, Jesus comes up to Peter. Now, Peter already knew. Peter already knew who Jesus was because his little brother Andrew had told him that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the ones that the Jewish people had been praying for, but he didn't believe them. And Jesus says to Pete, Hey, Pete, can I borrow your boat? 
because there's this bunch of people out there and they come to listen to me. And I have no sound system to amplify my voice. So if we row out on the lake just a little bit, the water's gonna amplify my voice. So can I borrow your boat? And Pete goes, well, my boat's been no good for catching fish again, so yeah, why not? So can you, can you picture this? There's Apostle Peter with Jesus. He's got ripped jeans on. He's probably got an Auckland Warriors rugby jersey on. You know why? Because it's no good for anything. You can't wear it in public. But maybe, maybe this year is a new fresh start. But anyway, you know, he's, he's got his rugby league jersey on. But he, he's there. Don't, don't lose this. He's there with Jesus. And so Peter jumps in the, Jesus jumps in the boat with Peter and they row out a bit. And there's Jesus starting to talk and, and Pete's lying back in the, in the back of the boat and he's listening to Jesus. He's listening going, huh, this guy's not bad. He's, he's a pretty good preacher, really. He's so interesting, I actually haven't turned on my phone to play Candy Crush or check my notifications. You know, like he, I'm really listening to him. If he preached all the time at church, I might actually go to church because he's, he's pretty good. But then Jesus, as he's talking, he turns to Pete and he makes it real personal. He goes, Pete, can we go fishing? Now, here's Pete. You know, he's a fisherman. He knows what is going on. And I'm sure he says something a little bit like this. Are you crazy? Dude, do you know tilapia? They don't come out during the day. You have to have the lanterns around the boat for them to come up. It's not going to work. But he's like, but no, Jesus goes, no, I'd really like to go fishing. Pete's like, hey, city boy, I know you know scripture. I know you know the Torah, but, but fish, it doesn't work that way. But since you've asked, okay, we'll row out together. So Jesus is in the boat and they row out. Now here's got Mark's got no faith, uh, not Mark, Pete's got no faith at all. But what does he do? He throws his, he throws his net out. And all of a sudden, what starts happening? Kids, you know the story, right? All of a sudden, the fish start catapulting themselves into the net. Why? Because Jesus is the Son of God. But all of a sudden, in that moment, as the fish start catapulting themselves into the boat, into the net, Simon Peter, he falls on the deck of the boat and says, don't look at me, Messiah. I'm a sinner. I'm a filthy man. I didn't recognize you. Andrew told me you were the Christ, but I didn't believe. And Jesus says to Pete, I'm not mad at you. I just want to change your Facebook status. You will no longer be a fisherman, but I want to make you a fisher of men. See, that's what Jesus does for our lives. See, from there, Apostle Peter, he spends the next three years with Jesus. He sees the miracles. He sees Lazarus come out of the tomb. He sees Jesus walk on water, and then he attempts to do it himself. You know, we often diss Peter for trying to walk on water, but I want to say at least he got out of the boat, right? And maybe for some of us, 2023, it's a year where we need to get out of the boat. It's time to get a little bit uncomfortable. And Jesus is saying, now it's time. And then we fast forward to the end. Peter, he becomes one of those close three, along, along with James and John, who are so close to Jesus. And then we come to the Last Supper, and Jesus wraps a towel around his waist, and he bends down to, to wash the disciples' feet. Can you picture, man, I, can you just understand what's happening in the scene? He knows that Judas is about to absolutely betray him 
and he still gets down like a servant and washes their feet. Then he comes to Peter and Peter's like, no, you cannot wash my feet. He's about to wash Peter's feet knowing he's about to betray him. And Peter goes on and what does he say? He says, well, if you're going to wash my feet, wash all of me. And then he says these words, for I will never ever deny you. And then Jesus says these words, before the crow crows three times tomorrow morning, you're going to deny me. Now remember, this is in the Gospel of Mark. Mark's typing down Peter's own account of what he saw Jesus do throughout this time on earth. And this is what Mark 14 says. Peter began to use swear words to convince the crowd that he didn't have anything to do with Jesus. They're like anybody with a potty mouth like Peter. There's no way he could have hung out with the Prince of Pieces there. You know, then Jesus died on the cross. And that, that time when Peter denied Jesus was the last time he saw Peter alive. Can you picture the story? Then a week and a half later, we catch up with Peter again. And Peter is feeling completely hopeless, without purpose. He's a bit depressed. He, he doesn't know what's ahead of him. Maybe he's feeling a little bit like some of us this morning. Can you picture him? He's got his Auckland Warriors Rugby League jersey on again. He's out, he's gone back. He's gone back to what he once did as a fisherman. Can I just say, whatever you're feeling, it's not time to go back. It's not time to turn back to the old ways. It's time to keep going and keep going forward. Somebody needs to hear that today. It is not time to turn back. It's time to keep pressing. It doesn't matter what you're feeling. It's time to keep pressing forward because God has got more and greater and bigger things. He really does. See, then John 21 captures what happens. Guess what? Pete's been out fishing all night and guess how much he's caught? Nothing. Honestly, he needs to find a new job. But Pete's out there and he's fishing and he catches nothing and then they start rowing into shore again and this man yells out from the shore, hey, why don't you throw your nets on the right side of the boat? And deja vu. All of a sudden, the fish start catapulting themselves into the net again. Why? Because he's Jesus. And in that moment, I don't know what you would do, but if I was Pete, first thing I'd probably do is I would hide right down in the bottom of the boat because I know it's Jesus and I don't want him to see me. Because just a week and a half before, I totally denied him. I totally betrayed him. I totally turned my back on him. Or maybe you'd jump off the other side of the boat, you'd swim to shore so he didn't see you, get changed, go and buy a gift because you're so apologetic. Or maybe... You'd swim to the other side of the lake and you'll go to Church Unlimited and find Tinny's new Christians class and you'll get right and get all prepared so you can go and connect with Jesus again. But no, Pete knows Jesus. And when he sees it's Jesus, what does he do? He runs to the side of the boat and does the biggest manu he can and he swims straight to Jesus and straight to his arms. Why? Because Jesus is just so full of grace. Jesus is just so amazing. That is our God. He is just so, so forgiving. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what's happened. It doesn't matter how many times you've denied Jesus or done the wrong thing. It doesn't matter how many times you keep messing up because we can run to Jesus and we can keep running to him. 
But it doesn't end there. Jesus has this most amazing, amazing conversation with him, and it's in, found in uh, John 21. And so Jesus there, he's just hugged Peter. And what does he do? What does Jesus do? He comes and he asks him the question. What does he ask? He comes and says, Simon Peter, do you love me? Peter goes, Lord, you know I love you. Peter says, then, uh, Jesus says, then feed my lambs. Then a second time, straight away, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, Lord, you know I love me. Then Jesus says, then take care of my sheep. And then a third time, Jesus asked, Simon Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter replies, you know I love you. Peter was hurt. Why did you ask me that a third time? And Jesus replied, feed my sheep. Do you know why Jesus asked him three times? Why did Jesus come to him three times? Why? Because he wanted to wipe out each one of his denials. And that's what he wants to do today. Whatever you've faced, whatever you've done, whatever's happened, Jesus wants to wipe it out and give you a complete fresh start. That is our God and that is what he does for every single one of us. But see, Jesus doesn't just stop there. Those three things, he's giving him a commission. He's giving him a commission and saying, hey, not only do I forgive you, but I trust you. I trust you to lead my church. I trust you to go out and feed my sheep and look after my people. It doesn't matter that you denied me. It doesn't matter that you keep stuffing up and I have to keep correcting you because I love you. Because my grace is so, so much bigger. Man, do you see how amazing this book is? Do you see how amazing our God is? And at the start of a new year, we need to know we all get a fresh start. Not because of the date, but because of our Jesus. We get a fresh start because he's forgiven us. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Another translation says, the old life has gone and the new life has begun. See, condemnation, shame, regret, these are all things that God wants you to leave back in the past. We are not called to bring shame or condemnation or regret forward with us. But here's the question. You're like, how do I do that? Well, you just do what Mark did. You just do what Peter did. Every time you mess up, every time you face trouble or a struggle, you don't hide from Jesus. You run to him. You keep running to him. You keep running to him every day. You keep running to his word. You keep running to him in prayer. You keep pressing into God. And he is there with open arms at every moment because his grace is bigger than anything you're facing. Our God is so amazing. Can you, can you see how amazing he is? It doesn't matter. It, like we could list so many things, but you know the thing that I really feel? Doesn't, the thing that's happened has probably shattered a dream. It's crushed an expectation that they've had, but you know what I feel today? God wants to restore that expectation. God wants to let you dream again. He wants you to dream and dream because he's got a plan, he's got a purpose, he's got a focus, and not just for your future, but for this year and for now. Because that is what God wants to bring back into your life. He wants to bring hope. He wants to know that he has never turned his back and he's always been there. And in, in your worst moment, he's still waiting with open arms. In your worst moment, he's still there. And see, we all struggle, we all mess up. That's why I love Peter. That's why I love Peter, because he keeps coming back to Jesus. But I just want to finish with a, a second thought. See, when Jesus came to Pete, 
And he's saying, do you love me? And he's saying, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. He's saying something else. He's giving them not just a fresh start, but he's giving them a fresh focus. And this year, there's a, there's a Maori proverb that goes something like this. He tangata, he tangata, he tangata. It's the people, it's the people, it's the people. See, I believe not only do we all get a fresh start, but we need to have a fresh focus. 2023 is not just about, oh God, you've forgiven me, I can start anew, I can leave the past behind. But God, let me focus on loving you and walking with you and loving people. Because it is all about people. It is all about loving people. It's all about feeding sheep and helping them. It's all about being there. And see, when we know the grace, the amazing compassion that Jesus has, our job is to feed other sheep, to show them who our Jesus is, to paint the picture that I've painted this morning. So as the band comes up, a changing of the date does nothing. It does nothing. Yesterday was Saturday, today is Sunday. We have to remember when we write it down that it's 2023. But you know what does change? If Jesus gives us the revelation of who he is, he gives us a fresh start. And you know, you don't have to do anything to earn it. It's just available. We just got to keep getting up and running to Jesus. We all have a fresh start, every single one of us. If you're sitting at home, if you're sitting right up in the back of the balcony, every one of us, and I know I'm speaking to people this morning, and I know God is restoring dreams and bringing hope back into your life. God is so kind. He's so compassionate. He's so gracious. He is so forgiving. He is so amazing. Like Mark, like Peter, we all just have to leave the past in the past. We have to let it go of it. We have to let go of it. And the only way to do that is to keep running, is to keep getting up. And I believe it. I believe, I, I, so, I, I so believe this. Today, you're not here by chance, you're here because you, because you know that Jesus is the one who's gonna give you the fresh start.